Thank you. Thank you, Phoenix Suns. Thank you for going to Memphis after losing a disappointing game at the hands of the Denver Nuggets on Christmas Day. Going to Memphis, a team that's 13-2 and at home. Thank you for going there and whooping that ass, Matthew. Whooping that ass for whooping our 400th show. Yeah, I know, right? What a way to celebrate. The Suns actually get a win. I kind of freak, I forget what it feels like. I really do. I think that the Suns knew, like, hey, no matter who's out tonight, forget about injuries. Suns Jam has their 400th post-game episode or episode of all. And we're here to celebrate it big with the Jamsters who supported us for so long. So thank you, Jamsters, and everybody you, out there. You know, we have a lot of people who come and they'll listen to the show or they'll watch it along live after the losses. And it's not easy. I get it. No one wants to wallow in the misery. And hopefully in those miserable moments, you find some some guidance, some light, if you will, by hanging out with Matthew and myself. It's something that we started doing about three seasons ago. We decided, you know what, we're going to go live after every Phoenix Suns game, win, lose, or draw. Thankfully thankfully for us, they've, let to, they've yet to draw. So it's been all wins or losses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but with that being said... Going into the 400 show, knowing that they're playing in Memphis, a team they've had some troubles with as of late. The Memphis Grizzlies have won the last three in the series. Knowing that this is a team that beat the Suns by 25 points last week. Knowing that this is a team that plays extremely well at home. We kind of looked at each other on Christmas Day and goes, well, well, you know, the 400th episode, it might end up being a loss. But you know what? We're still going to enjoy it as much as we can and try to find the light in it. And then of course you get the injury report today, which we'll talk about momentarily. And you thought this was going to be uh, a game in which the, the Phoenix suns ultimately stood no chance, but they end up winning 125 to 108 over those Memphis Grizzlies. They have now 20 uh, wins on this, on the season. They're 20 and 15. Good day for the Phoenix suns. Great day for the suns jam session podcast. Yeah, buddy. And uh, you know what? Jaw was talking crap, man. They're all talking. That's what happens, man. When you're up, you talk. You talk a lot. And Suns aren't backing down, dude. Craig told us last time after the last game, he's like, we 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 meet them again in a couple games. We'll be ready. And they were without mm-hmm. everybody and then without even Chris Paul towards the end of the game. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Craig. Played amazing. Unbelievable. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Whether you're watching along live or you're listening to the podcast later or you're watching later, thanks for doing so. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that thumbs up button wherever you happen to be hanging out. Uh, if you're standing in line at Target and you're returning some gifts that somebody gave you because you didn't like them and you're listening to the pod, take that time. Hit that hit that five-star review button. Let us know that you enjoy this content because it lets other people know that you enjoy this content. Matthew, it's the 400th show. you got to be popping open a beer with me, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, one more lunch shark in the fridge and... It's nothing that's crazy and special, but it'll do, right? Hey, I got Something a Coors Light. Open. It's not like I'm popping champagne. Yeah, that's classic, though. That's we classic have 500. We'll, we'll drink the, the champagne. The good but stuff. <laughs> Jamsters, okay. pop them if you got them. Let's talk about a beautiful Suns victory over those Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, open it up. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you scallywagger, you. A 108 victory for the Phoenix Suns, but it wouldn't be the 400th episode 
unless we brought in the Suns podcasting podfather, the guy who once upon a time took a chance on both Matthew and myself, the one, the only, from brightsideofthesun.com, Dave King. Dave, thanks for joining us for episode 400. Wow. Thank you for having me on. This is, this is an honor. This is truly an honor. And it's not that I let you guys join the Brightside Network uh, you, or, originally and before you split off and try to make your own money. What the heck? But anyway, <laughs> it's not that I let you. It's a, I was honored to have you guys join and very lucky. And, and this, uh, the, the podcasting world is better with, with you guys around and it's better without me. So we're good to go. <laughs> well, it, it, it's awesome. You know, again, Matthew and I were talking about it the other day, how, you know, just out of the blue, you hit me up on Twitter and you're like, Hey, we're looking for another podcast. We got fan in the flames. You guys seem to be consistent. I don't know if you're any good, but you're at least you're consistent. There's That's no, half the battle. There's no one else out there. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones out there, right? Just grab them. <laughs> you know, and how great is it to join after a Memphis Grizzlies uh, victory? You know, it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Oh, Matthew and Dave, I've got to ask. When you saw the Phoenix injury report, Booker, out. Cameron Payne, out. Landry Shamit, out. Cameron Johnson, out. Jay Crowder, always out. Did you expect to see the Memphis Grizzlies sub in their starters with 7.07 left in the fourth quarter, Dave? No, actually, I was talking to my wife about it. And we said, well, we can at least watch the first quarter and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> then she'll usually get up and go do something else if it's not any fun. I, of course, I'm a, I'm a masochist. I stay and I watch all these games, regardless of how far they're down. I watched all of Friday's game against Memphis. Uh, but I was encouraged by Sunday's game. Disappointed in the end, but encouraged by Sunday's game. And uh, But, man, you know, just think about it, that not only did they have all those guys out, then Chris Paul goes out in the third quarter. Yeah, tell me about it. And Jaw got it down to a six-point lead. And then... Can we talk about who in the world is this Dwayne Washington Jr. Comes off the bench, two-way player. He's making maybe probably even 20% of what um, Busy is making this year. And here he comes in. He takes every single shot. He led the team, almost doubled up every other teammate with 21 in shot attempts. Yeah. Because that guy is, is unconscious when it comes to taking shots. And – this was a great game for him. He's had some great games. His defense needs work, but his offense, he's it looks like he's really knows what he's doing out there. And he also dished out eight assists. I mean, I know you guys have sections and segments and all that, and I'm, I'm kind of rando, but no, I would tell fine. you for sure that Dwayne Washington Jr. was the key to this game. 100%. And Matthew, I mean, same drop. question for you. Oh, they're going to hit the drop right there. Oh, we'll hit the drop, but I want to okay. – I want to yeah. talk about the sheer fact that the Suns are so undermanned. You know, mm -hmm. what was your thought when you saw who we were literally rolling out there? Yeah, first of all, I think I don't know if I'm getting sick or what, but I do kind of sound like musky a little bit, so it's kind of sexy. But yeah, it's we'll like Phoebe it and smelling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't your phlegm. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I was I wasn't shocked. I was like, you know what, Shamit, he's been playing crazy, playing a lot of minutes, a lot of strain maybe on him. I'm like, I didn't expect it, but I wasn't shocked. And coming into this game, I was thinking it's, it's going to be a loss. After last podcast or the ending of last podcast, we talked about this is going to be a loss and we're going to celebrate the 400th episode. 
with another loss. Yeah, no one's going to be right. here watching us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the way that I think the last game ended with Memphis and the way that Jaw was talking crap, saying the West is his, basically, we'll be in the finals. Oh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan oh, Brooks yeah. was talking Dylan to Brooks Booker last game. Dylan Brooks walking off talking. Yeah. Yeah. He so, wasn't even playing in Dylan exa- Brooks talking Exactly. Crap. And the way they owned him tonight, I didn't expect a win. I expected a close game, kind of like the last few, where we just kind of barely missed a shot in the end. And we end up losing barely, and uh, we got the opposite. We got an ass beating on the Memphis Grizzlies, which was well deserved by the Grizzlies. I think that they absolutely deserved it. The Sun mm-hmm. shut off that shut up that fan base quickly in that arena, and they never mm-hmm. let up. It was insane, and that energy is something that hopefully carries into tomorrow night. My favorite play of the whole night when uh, Josh Okogie was going ahead. Um, uh, Dylan Brooks had the ball out near half court. He was trying to dribble and set up a play. And Josh you just started hounding him the way Dylan Brooks hounds other guys. Yes. And almost got the steal. And Brooks spun away, got the and, and drove into the paint. And then DA just walled him up mm-hmm. and and blocked the hell out of that dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and he didn't even complain. He was so beaten down by that time. He didn't even complain. He just walked back down the court. <laughs> well, no, then he went back, he shot a three-pointer. And then he stuck his legs out at Torrey Craig. That was all part of the, that same sequence. Oh. It was an amazing defensive sequence from Torrey Craig, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, that's right. DeAndre Ayton walled him up, but they still got the ball they back. They still that's got the ball right. back. Yeah, and then he ended up shooting a desperate three, missed that, kicked his legs out, you know, and then got a technical on the play afterwards. I mean, it was just – it was fantastic. And, you know, it's one of those games that you enter with zero expectations. To your point, Dave, I think we all felt like your wife did. Yeah, we'll watch the first quarter and then carry on with our lives, right? Because right, and then right we off were the checking bat, what other games were on. Like, yeah, can we be flipping back and forth so we're not disappointed every second well, of the season? Well, and, and the Phoenix Suns go down eight nothing to start the game. I walk yeah. in my room, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's already eight nothing. It's been two seconds. Like, I walked outside, you know, to to gra- grab a beer. I go back inside. It's eight nothing. Like, like blink of an eye, and you're like, okay, yeah. understandable. Here but then go. this team put together the grit the fight, the defense mm-hmm. intensity that leads to offense that we've been missing for quite some time. And I think that, you know, it's the old saying, a wounded dog is very scary. And guess what? The Phoenix Suns were very, very wounded tonight. And we know that because as Suns fans, we've been playing against that for the past two seasons. When we talk about play to the level of your competition, a lot of times we've been playing undermanned teams who have players who are going to come out in a la Dwayne Washington and put up unbelievable performances and numbers simply because they have that opportunity. And when you talk about Dwayne Washington, the guy's a walking bucket. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. <laughs> 26 points for Dwayne Washington off the bench. As Dave mentioned, he had 21 shot attempts. He made 10 of those. He was 5 of 9 from beyond the arc. Was running the offense. And then, you know, again, Dave's point, Chris Paul only played 24 minutes because... Dylan, I'm a jackass Brooks, bumped knees with him and sent him to the locker room midway through the third, right at a, a, a crucial point in the game in which John Morant was driving, doing whatever he wanted, getting every call that he wanted, got that lead down to six. The substitutions occurred. Dwayne, I'm a walking bucket. Washington came in, a quick 13-2 run by the Phoenix Suns, and that was it for Memphis in that game. So, Matthew, when you, when you talk about Dwayne Washington and the performance that he had, you know, a couple questions there. You know, one, were you surprised by it? Uh, two, is, is it time for us to, you know, it, this is his career high. He was the one who was doing the butt fucking out there. So is it time to overreact and, and think that, you know, he can do this all the time? 
Because I remember when it came to the preseason, he had that amazing preseason performance. Everyone's like, Dwayne Washington's the answer. We have to have some realism here, but what were your thoughts, Matthew? Yeah, but he didn't have the turnovers tonight, right? Like in that preseason game, what do you have, a triple-double? I think he had 10 turnovers <laughs> in that game. 10 turnovers? Yeah, that wasn't the case tonight. He's 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 crazy because he when he gets hot, he's hot. And he was shooting threes on the fast break with three seconds left on the shot clock, not even running an offense. He was just jacking them up there. The one in the corner where he got fouled for the end yeah. one, where you basically when he made that, you're like, this game's over. Like he yeah. basically ended the game right there because Jaws like – Jaw fouled him. It's a foul. What? Oh, wait, Jaw, the fouls against you all count. But then when you foul, it doesn't count. Yeah, I know. Jaw Morant can yeah. never complain these, about a foul. These ever. Oh, players were gosh. in the Memphis Grizzlies all game long. And Washington Jr., he can't do it all the time. But he's a guy where you want him to come in like Lee and just, especially in a close game like this, jacks him up. And if the third one goes in, maybe this guy's going to get hot and continue to shoot. Because the way the Suns were playing defense, he fed off of that the right way. Because usually – if the Suns are in these type of games where they're just trying to find a hot hand, they're already down, like he said, early in the game, 8 nothing, but they kept it close. So who's going to be the hot hand? It was Washington Jr. It was Lee. It was a lot of them, but Washington mm-hmm. Jr. took over, and he has that confidence. We knew from the get-go this guy mm-hmm. has confidence. I mean, the interviews you hear, he just sounds like a, a Suns guy. He's a guy out there that's not getting paid a lot, like Dave said early, but it doesn't matter. He's out there to ball. He loves the way this team plays, and he plays well with all of them, even though – half the team is injured right now. He knows it's time for him to step up and he has definitely all he needs is a chance. All he needed was an opening. He's 22 years old. He didn't get drafted. He played barely for actually average 10 points a game, but he, but he was a two way player a year ago for, I think it was two way player Pacers. a year ago for the Pacers. And then they let him go. No, he has under contract because they let him go to make right. room for the DeAndre Ayton, the potential yeah. DeAndre Ayton acquisition. That's right. So the, for the, well, for the offer sheet, they had to clear, the space and the sun said, well, we'll keep Aiden and we'll go ahead and take Dwayne off. your hands. Thank <laughs> you very much. And the reason he doesn't have a huge role in the NBA yet is because the guy is also uh, a little forgetful on defense. We'll call him. He got mm-hmm. backdoored a lot mm-hmm. in this game alone, this game, a lot of the time, John Morant. Yeah. He got other defenders on him, but the way Dwayne was playing defense was a little bit shaky, um, he tries to make up for it on offense. So you know what? That is a great sixth man. That is at the very least a career-long, high-octane sixth man. You don't have to play great defense when you're a great scorer. And if he can drive – his problem in Indiana is he couldn't finish when he was driving. He was just a shooter. I remember talking to Caitlin Cooper in the offseason. Um, he's a finisher now. And he can draw fouls. He didn't draw a ton of fouls tonight for free throws, but he drew fouls in that preseason game we're talking about. But this is the Dwayne Washington experience. We're, 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 at, we're at December 27th, and yeah. we're talking about the other big game was preseason. You know, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> in that, man, that Miami game, he had 21 points. Um, so he's had some really get-hot games, but I certainly um, – I, we needed it tonight, and uh, we got it. We as Suns fans. I don't think I'm part of the team. We as Suns fans <laughs> needed Dwayne Washington to get hot tonight, and it worked. Well, when you look at his per 36 entering tonight, because everyone loves the per 36 statistic, and his per 36 points is 20.2 points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, again, it, what that tells you is he is a walking bucket. He is a guy who we look at the majority of the construction of this bench with the Josh Akogis, 
uh, with Damian Lee, who shoots amazing from beyond the arc, but he has a defensive presence around him as well. So you have a couple guys who can really play some solid defense for this team coming off the second mm-hmm. unit. And it's one of the things that the Phoenix Suns and the way that James Jones constructed this roster was saying, you know what, we'll put a couple shooters on that second unit, but what we want to do is really shut down the opposition's second team unit, uh, and that'll give us an opportunity to win games. They're third stringers when you have guys who are getting all this playing time now. And guess what, fans? Does it suck that Devin Booker's out? Yeah. Does it suck that all these guys are out? Yeah. But it's going to give guys like this an opportunity to have to, to showcase their abilities, to work on their game a little bit. And at the same time, when we need to get healthy, it'll be at the right time of the year. So knowing that you have somebody yeah. like Dwayne Washington Jr., who can put up the offensive performance that he does, coupled with the fact that you have a Kogi and, and Torrey Craig and Damian Lee and all these guys who ha- are good, you know, backside defenders. Yeah, he does get backdoored a lot. And that's why, you know, he's, he's the one who gets butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. It's, it's what happens. I'm going to say butt fucked yeah. at least one more time on the podcast. Why not? The way the, the way the way the West is, too, just really quick, the way the West is, it's so easy to kind of take these games because it's so uneven. It's so inconsistent from a lot of these top teams. Even if we are injured, we kind of kind of forget about the injuries. And if we just play hard, play physical, focus on the rebounds, a lot of these games will be in. We're not going to blow out every team, but we can win most of these games, maybe 500. But Chris Paul, maybe not coming back. Who knows? It's just it's still possible to win these games, I think. Yeah, so Chris Paul limped off Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the third quarter, and he didn't even stay on the bench. I don't think he went back. He was was limping badly. Well, he had ice on his knee, too. Yeah, you can expect he probably won't play in Washington tomorrow. The Suns fly tonight. They play Washington tomorrow. So we're going to get another 40 minutes from Dwayne Washington Jr., and it might be glorious. You know, right? But it also might be a two for twenty game. We just don't know. He's not proven yet. We'll see what he does on a back to back. I remember campaign telling me uh, when he first came back from China and he was having a great run. I got a chance to interview him, and we talked about his his run in China when he went out there. He first went out there, barely played. Right? He was behind the. You, there were so many rules on how many Americans could play at once. He was just this backup. In case this dude got because in, in case this dude was going to get injured, this, this dude finally got injured, finally quote unquote, and Dwayne, uh, excuse me, campaign had to play two games in a row over the weekend. He said, "I went from zero minutes to forty minutes a game, and oh my god, every single body part was cramping in that second game." So we'll see if Dwayne is in better shape than Cam was. Cam was self admittedly not in good shape. He hadn't played in two months, sitting on a bench in China. I mean. Uh, I wouldn't be in great shape either, right? No. But um, hopefully Dwayne's in better shape and can handle a back-to-back. But it's really tough for pros that play all the time to play well. So anyway, um, so I wanted to make that comment on, on Dwayne. The other, uh, there was somebody on Twitter. It's, did we think at nine minutes or seven minutes to go that um, the Grizzlies would pull their starters? Well, who did the Suns have to put in for mop-up duty tonight? No, the, they were sons going to put their starters back in. <laughs> yeah. Their mop-up guys yeah. are the ones who mopped up. Men, injured players. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. That'd be I funny. Just... Put the injured players in. Yeah, yeah. Cam clothes. Johnson out there. Get, get Devin Booker out there, just standing still. Chris just a hologram of still. hologram of Booker because he's not even there. <laughs> he's in Phoenix. Yeah, he's in Phoenix, which which brings yeah. me to Booker That's just real quick. I want I want to I want to know your guys' thoughts on this. Big Dick Booker. 
So obviously, Big Dick Booker's dick hurts. So he's back in Phoenix, which is not a good sign, obviously, considering this is game two of a six-game road trip. So when you heard that news today, Matthew, what did you think? Are you, you know, how long do you think he could be out? And how's this team going to respond? Obviously, they responded great tonight. How sustainable are things like uh, what tonight happened, knowing that Devin Booker's going to be out for probably quite some time? I don't think it's very sustainable. I think it's going to be kind of 500 basketball from here on out. And plus, what did Chris Paul say something about January, missing January, something like that? So who knows the extent? I know right now I'm okay with him missing a lot of time. I think if this team can play 500 basketball to come back, it'd be great because you don't want this to linger towards the postseason. The only thing is I think he kind of rushed it back maybe last time he came back and then re-aggravated it. And now it seems like it's going to be something that might be what do you think, a couple weeks, three weeks? If it's that, then it's like 500 basketball he comes back, he'll be healthy, and then we can end this the right way. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Like one game at a time, just play like you did tonight. I know you're not going to shoot lights out, but they still won by 20, and you can still keep it close with the good rebounding and the physical effort. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to these guys stepping up, and I'm kind of trying to forget about these injuries, depending on what happens to Chris Paul, but I'm just trying to just watch these games, be like, this is who we have. Let's just see these guys perform. I'm trying to keep it out, block it out. So I got a stat for you guys about the injuries. Oh, wait, hold on real quick. I'm ready for this. No way. No, hold on. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Wrong oh, I thought you were going to. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, dang, stop me. There Hit you us go. with it, Dave. There it is. <laughs> this is not my stat. This is a stat I saw on Twitter. Um, and it turns out the, the Suns have taken over the league lead in uh games lost by their important players but mm-hmm. valued by the vorp uh, um advanced metric right so between chris uh paul missing a month devin booker missing several games jake jake i don't even know if they're including jay crowder i think last year i talked to him about a guy who was out all year and he wasn't included so if he hasn't played at all i'm not sure mm-hmm. if jay's in there but the sun still lead the league in most impactful games lost now the bad thing about the the good thing about this is they might get healthy, right? And then mm-hmm. they'll be back to themselves. They were six and one when they were healthy. The bad thing about this is this is a, a year straight now that they've led the league in important games lost. I remember talking about this last spring before the playoffs that they um, that they had lost so much time because Chris Paul missed a month last year, and Devin Booker missed several weeks, and Da missed several weeks, and mm-hmm. all these guys. I remember talking about this. How about they just get healthy and stay there for a while? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, wouldn't that be? We might actually, you know, w- win the West again. But you know what? Again, I look at it like this: we've seen this team win sixty-four games. We, you know, and and we've seen them go to the finals two years ago. If we can maintain, as Matthew said, five hundred basketball, considering the state of the West, if we can maintain some five hundred basketball, and this team can get healthy at the right time, that's what you want. I'm people know it. I've said it before. I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. You want to talk about a team that peaks early every fucking season and goes into the playoffs and squanders it. That's the definition of the Dodgers. They the Sun, are, are the Dodgers or is it both LA teams that did it? The pandemic chip? Yeah, both of them did. Yeah. The Lakers yeah. and the Dodgers both won in 2020. Yeah, that's LA for you. Exactly. The they can only chip. win the pandemic chips. But you look at the the state of the West right now, and with this victory, again, the Suns are 20 and 15. They're fifth overall in the West. They're two and a half games out of first place. And they're three and a half games out of being out of the playoff picture completely in the Western Conference. That's Mm -hmm. how squished everything is. 
So the question doesn't become, can they play 500 basketball? The question is, is 500 basketball going to be good enough to keep this team in contention while we await, eagerly await, the rearrival of our stars, Devin Booker, see what happens with Chris Paul, Cameron Johnson, what happens with Jay Crowder, all these different variables that are going on. So I don't know if 500 basketball is good enough, and that's going to be the thing that we're going to continue to monitor over these next, you know, I'm guessing two to three weeks on Devin Booker at best case scenario. That's my guess. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, right now too, uh, our owner actually being approved through the approval process, that affects the um, the trade deadline, right? Are we even going to be able to make a trade? I don't want to really help the Suns that much. If we were to get Kuzma, that would help. But, I mean, are we even able to do anything? Because I heard that it's like another month or two until he gets approved to be our owner officially or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be I – got, um, I got some – info that it's not going to definitely not going to be by the trade deadline before all the all the t's are crossed and eyes and eyes are dotted and everything and so okay. and he has he has not allowed to have any contact with the team because i asked can't he just give like a you know a hint to james that it's okay to <laughs> yeah do something money do something and he's not allowed to give any of those hints now it's possible that sarver who is allowed to give hints even though he's suspended um, can get a message to James Jones on behalf of, you know, these guys, they all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's officially not, it's not possible for Ishbia to talk to the Suns about their direction. So year. do you think they'll make any transactions? Until- oh yeah. 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 James is still allowed to make transactions, but there probably is something along the lines of, but don't commit a bunch of money. Yeah. Or, and don't commit like, for example, don't get Bradley Beal. Just talking. Don't get Bradley Beal, but also don't get probably don't get Josh or excuse me, John Collins mm-hmm. from Atlanta because he's got another hundred million in four years mm-hmm. to go. But get right? Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Kuzma. So you can get Kyle Kuzma because he expires and then you can make your own decision on whether mm-hmm. to extend him. Mm-hmm. Like, right. So and if look, the, the whole thing about the salary cap going up in as little as two years by a huge amount is that you can make these bold decisions and acquire guys, but you don't want to necessarily strap yourself in right now to a John Collins who may not even be the best guy, but you might want to strap yourself into a Kyle Kuzma who has six months to prove if he's the best guy and Cam Johnson can prove he needs to stay. And maybe you can keep them all if the cap is going to grow, but you don't want to auto commit to it. That's all. God, I hope, I hope that happens. I hope we go to Washington tomorrow. Bradley Beal's hurt, by the way. He left the game against Philly. I think they played Philly tonight, right? Uh, Who isn't uh, hurt? Joel Joel Embiid had 48 points tonight. Bradley Beal left the game early on the first night of a back-to-back. We probably won't see him tomorrow. But I hope we go to Washington. We just kidnap Kyle Kuzma and just bring him with us and and just drop off Jay Crowder's (laughs) luggage there and be like, Jay, figure it out. That'd be fun. You guys see this? The game he who must not be named is having? No, what's he doing? We can name him on this podcast, Doughboy. No, it's okay. I'm just having fun. Um, Luka Doncic tonight, the Mavericks were way down to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He's now got 56 points, 21 rebounds, 10 Good assists. Lord. Good Lord. Are they winning? <laughs> they're winning by four in overtime. So, yeah, they're going <laughs> to Oh, wow. Way to ruin our 400th episode. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Just another example. Yeah, but see. Dallas is so inconsistent. The, yeah, the Grizzlies have just game. lost two big games in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston, I mean, I know I'm talking about the East, but Boston, they lost six out of seven after yeah. beating the Suns yeah. that Wednesday night. 
We're in the dog days right teams. now. Nuggets right, are everyone, but but they all level each other off. There's no mm-hmm. way Denver. Denver almost lost to a really iffy team on Sunday <laughs> to the Suns, who were without Devin Booker, without Kim. You know, with all these injuries, and they still almost lost at home on Christmas, and they needed a 40 point triple double by Nikola Jokic to win. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that all I'm saying is that the whole league, there's no runaways this year. Everyone's going to be going up and down and bunching all year long. And all it's going to take is somebody who gets sustained success to take the West. Well, hopefully so, that can be the Phoenix Suns after yeah. some, some positive, you know, players coming back and, and getting some of that momentum back. So uh, yeah. we talked a little bit about, uh, Matt, is it Ishbia or Ishbia? How do I say it? Ishbia. Ishbia. Okay, I'm going to fuck that up just like Dragic for the rest of my life. But oh, Matt God. Ishbia, we, we talked about him a little bit. Well, at I least don't talk- say Ishbia. No, that I won't. Come on. Right. I think you I said me. that. <laughs> I'm better than that. But <laughs> I want to talk don't say about... Ishbia. I want to actually talk about a phone call you had with one of the Ishbias, but I want to do that right after this promo from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. Man, that's cool. Good job, guys. You guys are yeah. doing so much better with that promo than I. You should see the unrated version. <laughs> oh man! Well, I already saw you shooting long. off the the money gun there at the yeah. end. Yeah. Where do you take that on Friday nights? Oh man! <laughs> Down to the candy store. So, Landon Alverson in the chat says, "Should I like Ishbia as an owner?" Dave, do you want to tell us about a phone call that you received? I think it was Christmas Eve. And and yeah. you know, from Justin Ishbia and talk a little bit about Bright Side Night to all the jamsters. Absolutely. So I um the Ishbias are not allowed to talk directly about anything related to the Suns right now. So um all I'm gonna say is that I got a lot of phone calls on Saturday while I was driving to LA. And by the end of those phone calls, I was um with with Justin being the guy who was pushing it most, um, but um through his lawyer. I was able to um, to get the news that they wanted to donate as much as anyone had ever donated to Brightside Night. So we've only ever got, if you include matchings and, and outside donations and all, we've only ever gotten about, and that's a lot, $100,000 over six years worth of tickets donated for over 10,000 tickets uh, for kids. We're going to be able to match that this year. So uh, thanks to the Ishbias. It's, it's really, really great. They want to make a splash. They want to make it known that they are uh, heavily invested in making this purchase final. They're not going to be, they still have to get approved by the board of governors. So who knows? There still has to be background checks, credit checks, all that crap. Mm -hmm. But um, that will probably happen. Almost certainly will happen. And uh, they really want to come in and make a splash. Now, will they be hands-on 
always there kind of Steve Ballmer type owners? Probably not because they don't even live in the Phoenix area. But will they be owners that um, allow you to be aggressive in getting players? I'm pretty certain of that. So um, I know uh, one of my uh, contacts is, is, is uh, Connor, um, who works on Brightside Night with me, with the Suns. He works with the Suns in their ticket office. He, he asked me what I thought, and I said all that just then. Um, but they're, it's not all totally rosy. Are they better than Sarver? Uh, it's hard not to be. It's hard not to be. <laughs> um, are they totally the, the most wonderful managers and CEOs and all that in the world? There's lawsuits that tell you otherwise, but um, but they're really good at what they do. Uh, so I really think the Suns, as long as we don't care, other than them investing money in the team and them not being scandalized, I think we're in good shape. So essentially what they do is, you know, to anybody who's watching or listening, if you go to suns.com backslash, backslash bright side, you can donate $15. That'll buy a kid a ticket to the game, and the Suns will match that. So if you buy one ticket, the Suns are going to match. You're going to send two kids to go to see the Suns play the Raptors on January 30th. See, we need to get the Suns competing with the Ishpias. There you go. Because I've already got the Suns matching all the donations. They've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. And I don't want to take it. I don't want to take away from the Suns. The Suns have done great with this program, setting up the kids to go to these games and also matching every ticket that you guys donate. The sons are donating, donating that same ticket that they could be selling. Cause remember we've had what now 50 straight sellouts. Yep. Right. So they could be selling that goes through last year's game as well as this year's game. They could be selling these tickets and they're not, they're giving them to these kids. So this isn't like the old days where it's unsold tickets anyway. This is certainly um, money that's coming out of their pocket. The Suns are matching every ticket donated. They're probably going to want to compete with what the Ishbias did. So if you guys mm-hmm. donate, all it is is 15 bucks a pop. They'll match it, and two more kids get to go to the game. 15 so, bucks. If you do 150 bucks, which is the 10 tickets donated, which the Suns will turn into 20, you'll have 20 kids going to the game, and you'll get your own pair of tickets to go yourself and you can uh, 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 meet one of the front office people with me. We have a pre uh, pre game half hour interview with somebody in the front office in years past. It had been James Jones or Ryan McDonough last year. It was a um, Ryan. Oh shoot. I forgot his last name right now, uh, but he was definitely um, a really Ryan Resch is James Jones's right-hand man. We'll either get him or James or Morgan Cato, who was signed uh, hired in the off season um, uh, to help in the front office as well. One of the um, highest ranking um, black females ever to be in an NBA front office. So one of those, one of them will be uh, there for the pregame. All you got to do is donate 10 tickets. The Suns will donate 10 more and you get to go to the game. If you go up to 25 bucks or excuse me, 25 tickets, um, you'll get lower level tickets to the game. Plus you're spending, you're sending, what is it? 50 kids, something like that to the game. It's just crazy. Do the donation. You get stuff out of it. So, Matthew, we got to do the one. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, I think so last we, we got to go to that game. Well, last year, I, I think I purchased two, and then you matched that. So, I could have went to the game. I thought I, because I purchased ten. two. No, donate. you got to you, you got to donate ten. ten. Okay. And then the Suns will do ten more. Okay. And that'll get you tickets to the game and the pregame interview. Okay. So, what we do, Matthew, is we put together seventy-five each. We donate one hundred fifty. We get two tickets to the game. There you go. We send twenty kids. 
and then we can go. Cause last year I was out of town. I couldn't go to the actual game. So we got, we got to get out there. Yeah. So it's a great thing. That there you, you do, go. Dave. If it's two of you, it's a perfect way to look at it. If it's two yep. of you, it's only 75 bucks a piece. Yeah. So cool. there we go. I'll start saving. Oh, wait, is it? It's this month, right? It's January. January 30th. So suns.com slash brightside, or just go to brightside of the sun.com and look for any of the articles that say brightside night and the links are in there. Mm-hmm. Or, or on my time. Twitter feed at DaveKingNBA.com, right at the top of my profile. Do it, Jamsters. Do it. Watch. DeAndre ate tonight. Six of 12 from the field, 15 total points, had 10 rebounds. Was really dominant in that third quarter. Yeah. And I'm kind of sick of all the shit the DA's getting. I normally one of the ones who will give him shit. I think he's been playing really, really good recently, and I'm really tired of everyone putting the blame on DA. Matthew, do you until think until next week? <laughs> until until next game, where he doesn't do something yeah. right, and then I'll be dogging on him. But you know, this yeah. is a podcast of overreaction, so I think that's two consecutive games where I like what I saw from DeAndre Ayton. And again, mm-hmm. I think that as when John Morant was really starting to chip away at that lead, part of that thirteen to two run was just hey, feed DA inside, and he did what he wanted, knowing that Stephen Adams went out of the game at that time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was only 15 points, 10 rebounds from him, which I don't care about the stats. He had help, too, to start the game from Jock early on to put bodies on somebody with the Memphis Grizzlies because Aiden never has help. You notice the last few games, Aiden hasn't had help on the rebounding side. So I think Jock didn't, Jock only had the three rebounds, but it was mostly team rebounding, just putting your body between someone in the basket. Yes. Aiden had a hard time doing that against um, Steven Adams last time they played. This time he focused on that. He focused on getting his body between him and Steven Adams. He focused on defense. He played that game, which I feel like if he's playing that and he's matching what these other teammates are bringing, you're going to get a lot more from DA. It's not always going to be, you know, 60 points, 20 rebounds and 10 assists like Luca, but it's going to be enough to where he'll put up his 15. And that is just enough to really kind of seal the deal for the Suns. But I, I just think that starting jock next to Aiden tonight was the difference what they were down eight nothing but just because they had size it didn't go crazy because steven adams has so many what he had like 12 right. points and put back points between last time him and jaron jackson jr who had 10 12 rebounds that last game brandon clark had a double double as well mm-hmm. all those guys just crashed the boards and you're right aiden was all alone so even when he was taking the time to box out a tree in steven adams and couldn't get the rebound because i don't know how much basketball you guys have played. I haven't played in a while, but um, if you're boxing somebody out, it's really hard to then just jump and get the rebound. Yeah. Right? Because you're, 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 you're ground bound because you're setting your, your butt into the person behind you to box them out. You can't also grab the rebound. The only guy I knew who was really, really great at that was uh, Tim Duncan. It was just unbelievable how he could box out 200 pound Amari Stoudemire and still get the rebound. But um, uh, very few people, very few players can do that. Tonight, you're right. Jock Landale helped set the tone to start mm-hmm. off the game in getting in there and at least tipping the ball around if he didn't get the rebound himself. And then you got Tory Craig crashing the boards for seven rebounds himself. Josh Akogi. Oh, my God. We got to talk about Josh Akogi, don't we? Oh, and then you've got Ish Wainwright had a really good game as well. Um, those guys all crashing the boards. Even, even Damian Lee was crashing a little bit. They were not going to allow the Grizzlies to dominate on the boards. If you guys remember last Friday... The Grizzlies, when they missed their own shots, mm-hmm. they out-rebounded the Suns mm-hmm. on their own misses through three quarters before the benches came in. 
and that's that what was just, us. just disgusting. It was disgusting. disgusting. It, it was discouraging. And I think with Devin Booker being out, it was a very strategic move by Monty Williams to start good old Jock Landau. This is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my Jack Landell. Oh my so, god! So Jack, one of my so favorite Jack. scenes in that entire show. There's <laughs> a lot of great scenes. There's a that. lot of great ones. But once oh, we got Jack, I Landell. will never die. And that was one of my <laughs> best, one of the best lines. But Jock, <laughs> Jock tonight, four of five from the field, two of two from beyond the arc. He had six made threes coming into this game. He went two of two from beyond the arc. He had a, he ended with a total of sixteen points, and like you said, only three rebounds. But the sheer fact, oh, and note that all three of those rebounds were on the offensive end. But the sheer fact that we that Monty made the adjustment, put extra size in there because we got manhandled the last game. I mean, the, the points in the paint, every, by every metric, they had more offensive rebounds in the first quarter than we had total rebounds in the first quarter. I mean, it was completely and utterly embarrassing. But as you mentioned, Dave, and, you know, Matthew, you echoed it as well, the way you could let DA box people out and let his let everybody else kind of swarm in like little velociraptors and, and hit that ball. And I think the, 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 the Memphis Grizzlies, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for an aggressive team on the glass because, again, last week, this team was non-existent on the glass. So I, I really thought it was a great adjustment by Monty Williams, and he kind of had to do it out of necessity more than anything, but it worked out ultimately in our favor. Yeah, there's a lot of I, – I, I'm, I'm struggling, but I guess I'm not in, always in you guys' comments on your, on, your, on your pod, but you guys are, you guys are dead set on still coming up with negatives for DeAndre Aiden after a great fucking game like this. Seriously. And I'm disappointed in some of you guys. It happens. I mean, come all on, the give time. him one night. He was Thanks. awesome. Was awesome <laughs> in this game. Give him a night. Come at him when he has a crappy night like last week. Jeez. Well, like even against anyway, Denver, this is your pod. I'll, in, I'll even up. against Denver, that was one of the biggest challenges I had. I thought he had a great game considering he's playing against Nikola Jokic. He goes for 22 and 16. And because he brought the ball down a couple times and they were literally blitzing and swarming him, everybody's like, DA's weak. He can't dribble. He's got butterfingers. It's like, no, they knew that if he had any pin downs, they were just going to attack the shit out of him and shame on his teammates for not making themselves more available. You know, again, one of my biggest challenges with tonight's game. The Phoenix Suns for the first two and a half quarters could not execute a fucking entry pass again to him again for how many seasons, five seasons. Now they just don't know how to get DA the ball. They don't know how to get him the ball. You know, and jam says in the, in the chat, he can't dribble. He can dribble. I see him. dribble. How many times are you going to type that same comment, jam? (laughs) You know, and he's a a friend of mine too. I mean, I see him at games, but come on, man. Yeah, but he can't, but the thing is like, he can dribble, you know, but a lot of the times when you're you're talking about a seven foot center, yeah. Show me how many how many seven foot centers grow up dribbling. Come on. <laughs> my favorite part from Aiden, Jesus. though, my favorite part from Aiden is he did bring the ball down, which is a mistake. But after the game, he talked about it. He mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, I brought the ball down. It's something that I can't do. Just this is not exactly what he said, but he knows what he's doing wrong, and he's working on it. The thing is, it takes time because the whole thing of him bringing the ball down, that's something that's still going to happen this year." to get it out of his mind, just like Chris Paul driven the ball off his leg. Like it's something that's going to come back and haunt him once in a while. He, once he gets over that, he'll be fine, but he does bring it down and that's, that's it. But he owned up to it. He talked about it. So I like that part of it. I completely agree. And then, then you look at, I'll, I'll tell you what changed the game in my opinion was that second quarter for the Phoenix Suns. 
you take a look, they scored 42 points in the quarter. They end up shooting 13 of 19 from the field, which is 68.4%. They were 7 of 10 from beyond the arc. Uh, five total rebounds, second chance points, nothing to write home about. Six fast break points to the Grizzlies, zero. Was that the best non-Devin Booker God mode uh, quarter for the Phoenix Suns this season? Because on both ends of the floor, with Josh Okogie, with Torrey Craig, with Damian Lee, with Dwayne Washington, with everybody, the way that they were locked in and focused, it was fun to see the Phoenix Suns, one, whip the ball around again, and two, defend the ball the way that they did in that second quarter. Matthew, is that the best you've seen them play outside of having, you know, on games where they don't have Devin Booker? Yeah, probably. I mean, the passing was great, but just actually staying physical, no matter the score, if the Suns were up by eight, they were up by 15, they kept trying to get to the line. They kept trying to get to the rim. That was huge. Moving the ball around. These guys are, I mean, Ish Wainwright, you have Damian Lee taking the ball to the rim. Lee has a little floater. Ish is doing the reverse lay-ins. This is out of their comfort zone, but they know like, hey, Jaw's getting the calls on the other end. I know he's a superstar, but we're going to get calls. So they kept getting there, and it's, it's what was it, 25 free throw attempts? That's pretty high for the Suns, especially without a Devin Booker, who usually leads the teams and getting to the free throw line. No one else does it. I mean, Jock was huge. I know we just dropped the, the drop. We didn't really talk about him, but he had the six free throw attempts, six for six. He was playing physical. Um, Josh Okogie, six for eight, yeah. getting to the rim. That part of it where you kind of saw like the Grizzlies were getting back into the game and the Suns were like kind of being stale on offense, just holding the ball. But like the next possession, they kept moving it. They kept going. It didn't stop unless it was Dwayne Washington who was just shooting from the half court line because he was just on fire. Other than that, they kept moving the ball. Hey, so all for all you eight and truthers out there, I'm also not seeing any Mikkel Bridges comments. The dude has been trash. Yeah, I wrote, a piece. I wrote a piece on that for Brightside. Trash. <laughs> we do talk about and that, yeah. offense. Not a peep from you folks. Well, Not a peep. Don't even just... give him the excuse of maybe he didn't heal up. Grow up. Come on. He's been playing 40 minutes a night. You get off my lawn. He's playing is... basketball. Like He has <laughs> to play. That's what he does. This you is why I put Dave, the, the comments are just like Twitter. Yeah, but there's they come at you while you're while you're engaged. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, the hard thing is you'll be you'll be talking, as you know, because you've uh-huh. done a podcast. You'll literally be on a train of thought. You'll stare down in a comment. And it'll just send you on a curveball. <laughs> you know, you know, because to that point, Mikhail Bridges, ten points tonight, three of eight from the field, one of three from beyond the arc, three to- turnovers, had a steal and a block, uh, but not a, a highly impactful game from Mikhail Bridges at any point. Hey, did Mikhail play tonight? Yeah, he Are did. you 100% sure he played? 25 full minutes. All right. He matched his jersey number Don't tonight. Don't give me this crap, though. He, it barely looked like he played. Yeah, he's, did he's he play just, after he's the first timid. quarter on Sunday night? No. How did he play last he was, Friday night? You how sound did he like play me last on the Wednesday? I never know how I never know how to respond. My McHale notes are just nothing. Like, I don't have I, always I have literally McHale. have none. I because never we have love him because he smiles. That's exactly and he, dances. Dances. he hangs out in Tempe and so he we go, on tables. It's he loves okay Chipotle. If you get a zero zero tonight. And I love Chipotle too. It. But it's the and mistakes. Then when DeAndre Ayton doesn't too. have five dunks and five blocks, all the comments. Okay, sorry. No, you're it's okay. No, Mikhail makes mistakes. Welcome like the to last what we have to do every Back night, Dave. Show. Back to the show. Well, let's talk a little bit about what happened on the Memphis Grizzlies subreddit tonight. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout.
Uh, oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> so in case you don't I know. Just disappeared. What... Oh, I should have disappeared. Dang it. <laughs> you can hear me okay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in case you don't know, if you're new to the show, one thing that we like to do is we like to hang out on the subreddit of the opposing team and talk about some of the comments. See what they're saying. So here's just some of the things that happened on the Memphis Grizzlies subreddit, which was a very different place just last week when the Suns were lost by 25 to them. So the first comment I have is, the whole league hates Brooks. Somebody oh. commented after that. Ha ha, Craig reason. got that one. Good for him. Hope it fires us up. Because if you remember, Tory Craig dunked on him hard. Dylan Brooks got up, got up all in his face afterwards. And then somebody said on that same possession, oh, Dylan, pass that shit to Jaw. What the fuck? And then finally somebody said, Dylan is so fucking selfish. Dave King, what are your thoughts on Dylan Brooks? I hate him. I hate the guy. I was just I was flipping the bird to the TV to the point my wife's like, okay, calm down. I just hated him. I hate it. But uh, tonight I had fun. Tonight I had a lot of fun. Dylan Brooks had a bad game because the Suns used him against himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also use Jaron Jackson Jr. against himself, too, because he fouls like crazy and he gets in his own head. Um, they did the right things. The only guy you can't possibly contain is John Morant, but they did so much to everyone else that they were able to still win the game. How do I feel about Dylan Brooks? Man, it, would I love him if he's on my team? Probably. Um, but I'd rather have a Josh Co. You know, it's it's like uh, he's kind of a cross between Dwayne Washington and Josh Kogi, right? Because he'll he'll uh, he'll take any shot he wants to, which is like Dwayne Washington, whether it's good or not, and he plays defense like Josh Okogie. So um, yeah, like Brooks thinks he's an MVP contender. Somebody else made a comment uh, last week that he's he uh, he the only reason he's not a bad player is because he absolutely positively doesn't think he is. He thinks he's a great player, and so he brings up his he raises his own floor. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a. It's great. Uh, it was a great night to watch Dylan Brooks play basketball. And to that point, he ended uh, three of nine from the field for seven total points. He had the five fouls. And Jaron Jackson Jr., the guy who we have to sit here and say DeAndre Ayton is better than Jaron Jackson Jr. every time we play against the Memphis Grizzlies, was two of 12 with six points and seven rebounds. I won't let Dave go on a rant on what he thinks would have happened if DeAndre Ayton put up those kind of numbers on Sun's Twitter, but I think that you can all figure that out. Well, Other- Jaron Jackson Jr. actually had – I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make you disappear. Uh, another another – <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> well played, Matthew. Well played. Uh, another comment on the Memphis Grizzlies subreddit. I wish Ayton would sometimes just catch the ball below the free throw line and attack the rim instead of popping the jump shot. Isn't that funny? The opposition wants him to go to the rim because they know that his jumper is lethal, yet we complain about his jumper being You lethal. hear that a lot. You hear that Subreddit, all the time. Everyone always talks about his jumper all the time. How, how it's just deadly. Uh, another comment. It's like the team found out every time – or wait, it's like the team found out every time they make a bucket, someone drowns a puppy. Almost everyone looks like they hate playing basketball lately. And you had – it is honestly unacceptable how this team is moping around the court like moody teenagers – they're obviously mad at each other. Sit them and play the third stringers. With 7.07 left in the game, they got their wish. It looks like the team's confidence has been destroyed but in a single game against those San Francisco cunts, obviously referencing the Christmas Day debacle that mm-hmm. they had at the hands of the, the Warriors. 
Somebody said, I've seen enough. This team is not a contender. I had unrealistic expectations of what this team could do. Now that I've seen what this team actually is, I'm fine with it. Sounds like every Suns fan that I know. Anytime <laughs> nothing goes our way. Um, why is Dwayne Washington playing like 2K13 J.R. Smith? <laughs> and then the last comment that they had. Better than J.R. Yeah, better than J.R. Smith. But on NBA 2K13, he was like oh, unbelievable. Okay. And then the last comment on the Memphis Grizzlies subreddit stakeout. If your opponent steals the inbound pass three times off of you in one game, you should automatically lose. And the Suns were hounding them full court. I love to see that. I like to think that if you create pressure on defense, good things will happen. Great things happen tonight. And this thing is sweaty. So that is the subreddit stakeout. <laughs> The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Press it on with beads of sweat going down my face. That thing, <laughs> this thing does not breathe, baby. You would have think, you would have thought during the pandemic, the ideal way to get together would be Halloween, right? You would have thought yeah, Halloween masks. would have been rocking because of all the built-in masks. But even we even stayed home for that. Missed well, an opportunity. It was still busy where I was at. For sure. Well, and then everyone what? got sick again. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all went, hi, how's it going? Hi. Exactly. What was, what was candy the... from their door. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just busy because it was that time of year. I was just busy watching the, the Dodgers win a world championship that doesn't that nobody respects. Um, okay. I know. Nobody, nobody, nobody does. Pandemic nobody. Gym. No, nobody. You know what, guys? We're just going to hand out the jams. <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder, if you're watching along live, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching later, hit that thumbs up button. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this. And again, if you're watching along live, let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is, seeing as he's our guest. Dave, who are you giving the jam star to? <laughs> Just to really piss off everybody in the chat. I'm DeAndre Ayton? Jam star of the game to DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> But his hands, man. No, but he seriously, can't dribble. seriously, DeAndre Ayton played one hell of a game and in only 27 minutes because the starters didn't even play the last 15 minutes of the game because it was such a blowout. DA led the team of the plus 17. Mm -hmm. He had that double double 15 and 10. The dude has, has been averaging 20 and 10 for the past five weeks. Um, people just aren't noticing. And he was a wall on defense tonight. He, he had so many verticality stops on their drivers tonight without getting the foul called against him. That was the DA that has not been here all season long defensively. He showed it tonight and I hope he keeps it going because the Suns need that more than any of those offensive stats. I don't care if he takes 10 jumpers because he's going to make six of them, 10 jumpers a night. If he is a wall on defense, like he was uh, in this game, I thought that was excellent. So I know you guys, We'll have other people for player of the game, so I'm just going to oh, take yeah. that one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It needed to be said. It needed to be said. Matthew, who are you giving it to? Well, I agree. Aiden had just that look in his eye tonight. He really did. It was like kind of like Craig before the game, just kept slapping him until his personality of that DA came out tonight. And uh, I'm not going to give it to DA, but that was a hell of a game by him. I think that Washington Jr. obviously has mm -hmm. to get it just because, I mean, he was – I don't know, man. It's it's crazy because you're like, is he going to keep it up next game? Maybe. Um, but this guy, if he plays this way every fourth or fifth game, not as hot, but just can come out here and line it up. 
that's going to be something that I feel like he can do. Um, but tonight was just insane. It'd be hard to pass on him. But I understand why he chose Aiden. It makes sense, you know. It's a hate on the haters. So well, I'll I'll go this. Well, Suns Geek, <laughs> shout out to Suns Geek. If it has to do with the uh, Suns, he's going to make a video about it. He says Dave King's the jam star of the game, <laughs> coming out like Jordan out of retirement, wearing the four five. Uh, yeah, everybody, you know, the majority of the jamsters are saying Dwayne Washington. Uh, we do have a little mm-hmm. Jock Landell for the starters from Crazy Luigi. Uh, yeah, Washington kind of down. You know, I'm I'm going to go with. <laughs> what coach fallen found Co- that that that's who i'm going with who coach fallen founder says <laughs> oh you can blow me i mean josh akogi um <laughs> who is somebody who proudly proudly sports the the dave king is my son's daddy t-shirt oh my god available on our red bubble page it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a thing it's a thing um i'm gonna go with josh akogi because i really thought that on both ends of the floor he was really a a, a tone setter the way that he was playing defense tonight was something that we're, we're becoming accustomed to here in Phoenix and something that I like becoming accustomed to. I yeah. remember, you know, before the season began, uh, we all get like our player previews. You know, Dave kind of puts together in this nice little spreadsheet. We all pick the players that we want to talk about and put articles out for brightsideofthesun.com so you can get to know who the players are, what their expectations are, uh, and what we think their season's going to be. And the two players that I ended up with was Cameron Payne, who I didn't think was going to have a good year, and Josh Akogi who I pretty much said is like Alfred Payton, but better on defense because he's kind of a zero on offense. And that's what he was in Minnesota. And you're starting to see his offensive growth, but what he does on the defensive end, I just love players who who play defense. That's one of the reasons I really like DA. He's low key, amazing at defense and nobody ever talks about it. Some of the block shots, some of the shot deterrence that he had tonight was fantastic. But Josh Akogi, Akogi coming in off the bench again, He's ta- he's taken full advantage of all the minutes that have been of a lot that have been allotted to him thus far this season, and he's running with them. He's a guy who's working his way into a rotation. So when we hit the playoffs, if we run a nine man rotation, you bet your ass, Josh Kogi's going to be in there because he'll play full court defense. He'll he'll uh, the way that he can slip screens, the way that he puts pressure on the ball consistently. Those are the things that help win you games. Uh, having the ability to go in and grab those rebounds at his size, it's just it's absolutely huge to have. And so tonight, I know that Dwayne Washington put up the big, you know, the point total. I know DeAndre Ayton had the the rebound total and the efficiency numbers. I'm going with Josh Akogi. Yeah. I think Josh was a tonight. great choice. Yeah. If I was being totally honest, it would have been the order you guys did it. Dwayne Washington Jr. and Josh Akogi. I think they don't win the game without those three guys with Ayton involved. Um, totally having the games um, uh, that they had. They really, really needed it. Josh Akogi is just such a marvel. I love watching him. What I did not expect with Akogi is his ability to get into the paint and draw mm-hmm. fouls. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't expect that from anybody on this. Yeah, really. So it's a shock when someone actually does it. You mean you can actually unexpectedly jump sideways or forwards and get into somebody's body and get free throws? What's that? What a contact. None of our guys know how to do that. None They're of them. Afraid of the contact. No, how to, well, soft. it's not that. I think they just want to make the shot. Josh knows he's unlikely to make his shot, so he just draws the contact and he can make his free throws. And mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. I'm also real happy that he has the ability to the ball control, the handle to be able to get in there from behind the three point line. So I think Josh is really earning his way into rotation. Dwayne is really earning his way into a rotation. We'll just see how the rest of this season pans out. But those guys are just 22 and 24. They could yeah. have good futures with the Suns, and they could grow and be better. 
Well, Washington tomorrow night. I know we're all feeling the sun's high after beating Memphis. Is this a letdown game, Matthew? Um, I don't know. I the only thing I'm thinking about is the size that we started this game with with um, Jock. Like, can you imagine if that is Kuz? I know Kuz is six ten, but Jock's like maybe almost seven foot. Yeah, but just that ten. size next to Aiden just helps out tremendously. So I thought about that all night tonight, and I think that. Um, the way that we're going to go into this game is, oh, wait, Bill's not playing? Of course he's not. This is all just fucked, this whole NBA thing, the scheduling where everyone is just always hurt. So I'm actually happy he's hurt because of what we're going through. Yeah. But I, I think – I don't know if it can be a loss or not because I don't know what to expect from this team because this team is just their, – well, their, their impact on the court is just different right now because they are just playing with some kind of fire. They just know right now they need wins, and that is scary to go up against if you're in their opponent. So Washington also is playing tonight. So at least the Suns are not coming and playing a rested team on the second night of a back-to-back. They played tonight. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. who had actually won like six or eight straight games in a row. So um, I think that uh, that was good for Washington to get that win. We caught them when they were starting to play better. And uh, they're at home where they're 9-7 and seven now. So it's going to be a tough one for the Suns to win. What, what I got reminded of when I was watching Dwayne Washington Jr. play like what did he play 40 minutes tonight somewhere around there that's what he it felt like that's what it and felt like yeah he, he ended up playing uh 23 that's it yeah well he took enough shots for a 40 yeah game. yeah that's true. um if, if he plays 40 tomorrow it reminded me of a story that campaign told me um about when he played over in china he got all those you know he got the uh, um every muscle in his body was cramped by the second the, half of that second game gotcha that's something to keep keep uh, keep an eye on tomorrow. So if you've got big minutes for guys who aren't used to playing big minutes, they might get tired. So I'd be a little worried about that, especially if Chris Paul is out. Um, it, it could be a tough one. But I love the spirit of these guys these last two games. So I think they do have a chance. And they're going to want revenge because they lost to Washington just a week ago. This is true. So we'll see you tomorrow night, Jamsters. Uh, again, join us live right after the show. Dave, Tell everyone where they can follow you. And again, thank you for coming on for show number four, Hundy. Well, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I, 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 I watch your show, not live, but I listen to it, you know, as a podcast and, and you guys do great work. And of course, John, you write for this uh, bright side. You're my deputy. Um, you're my Barney Fife. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Matthew, you used to write for us. You should come back and write some more. Um, you could do the Joshua Kogi watch or something. Yeah. Like my wife just had her third kid. So I, I need a little bit more time. Jesus. At home. Yeah. You're a little distracted. I see. Okay. <laughs> Three kids <laughs> and podcasting five times a week. This is crazy. Yeah. Good for well, you, man. That's why they're divorced. Uh, oh, <laughs> Hey. It's, All right. Anyway, yeah, it's just a joke. thank you for having <clears> me. <throat> <on>. Excuse me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate uh, doing the guest spot. And again, folks, please donate to bright side night this is really important for the kids it's not important for me personally it's not important for you to be able to go to the game and donate and get the tickets to the game these kids these are these are underprivileged kids these are kids that don't get fun things and i don't know if you guys remember your first nba game that you ever went to you probably do a hundred percent that made a huge difference on your entire life because it gave you a great memory these kids have fewer good memories than you do. Give them a good memory. And all it Amen. takes is 15 bucks. Amen. Sons.com at- slash bright side. Matthew, can they follow you or should they? Yeah. Uh, Matthew, listen, you can follow me. Go ahead. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry for the voice tonight, man. I dare you. Go I ahead. Dare you. <laughs> and you can follow yeah, me at me. Darth Almost Voida, and you followers. can and, and you can read my writing on brightsideofthesun.com. Make sure you follow the the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and to the TikTok. And again, we'll see you tomorrow night live after the Suns hopefully beat the Wizards. Until then, Matthew, go home and love your family. Take care, everybody. Thank you for 400. We appreciate it, everybody. <laughs>